Hey, God bless you. It's so good to be with you tonight on this initial uh, live broadcast of your Limitless Limitless uh, Life. My name is Pastor James Moffat, the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited uh, here in hot and beautiful Indio, California. We're so glad that you could be with us. Uh, it is it is our utmost desire that you are um, blessed by what you see and what you hear and that you would uh, like and share uh, with your friends and family uh, this broadcast. It is also uh, our desire that this be a very interactive show. And so that you, what I mean by interactive is that uh, you would be able to um, write in your comments or just whatever it is that you, any questions that you would have or whatever, and we will do our best to respond in real time, uh, YouTube or Facebook. And so this is, this is, uh, like a dream come true for us. And the reason why, um, it is, uh, so important to us is because we feel that sometimes even during regular church services, we, uh, can, uh, you don't maybe get to interact and share with some of the questions that you would have, uh, to get answered. And so this is your time and this is your moment, uh, to be able to share those questions, anything, anything, uh, concerning, uh, your, the Bible or any questions, spiritual questions that you would have, um, even politics or outside of that. And we will do our best to answer them in real time. And so we're so again, so blessed to have you tonight. I want to encourage us, um, uh, along the subject of moving forward. It, the devil, the devil loves to get us discouraged. He loves to get us to stop moving forward, wheels spinning, and uh, anything he can do to get us not moving forward in what God has called us to do. And so I want to uh, begin reading out of the book of Philippians chapter 3. And I'm going to just read uh, what Paul has to say to us there. And then I'm going to just share a few minutes uh, with the thoughts that I feel like the Lord has laid upon my heart for us tonight. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. And it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And so, like I said, I want to encourage us to move, to continually move forward. And Paul said that. He said, don't look behind, look forward. And you might be watching tonight and you would say, well, what do I have to look forward to? Everything that I'm going uh, through everything that I've faced up to this point. I don't feel like doing too much of anything. But Paul tells us to look forward. What do I have to look forward to? And this is why it is so important to have God in your life. It is because God says at a Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I think towards you, says the Lord. He says, good things, not destructive, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 23, 6 uh, tells us that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And so we have all kinds of things to look forward to. The enemy wants you to look down. He wants you to look inward. He wants you to look everywhere else, but looking up 
The Bible says, Jesus, look unto me, the author and the finisher of your faith. Where does my help come from? The Bible says, look to the hills. That's where it comes from. My help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. And not only did God create the heavens and the earth, he created you. And like I uh, quoted out of uh, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, he has good plans for you to give you a future and a hope. God wants you to keep moving forward. The devil wants you to stop. So I'm here to encourage you tonight to keep moving forward in what God has called you to do. There ain't a devil in hell that can stop what God has called you to do in your life. So continually take steps forward in Jesus' name and God's word never comes back void. It will accomplish that very thing. I want to read another scripture out of the book of Exodus chapter 3 beginning in verse 1. It was, uh, this is talking about Moses. Moses was called to be a deliverer of his people from birth. And, uh, and, and so I'm going to just read the, these scriptures. Uh, Exodus chapter 3 and beginning at verse 1, it says, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He left the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Through the, though the bush was engulfed with flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. And when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him in the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. I just want to stop right there and just share this with you. You have to be willing to come close to God. This is a part of your moving. Jesus said, the Bible said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. A lot of times the devil wants to get us paralyzed by fear, doubt, and unbelief. He wants to get you in a cave uh, uh, all by yourself in isolation so that he could dominate you with his lies. But God is calling you closer, just like he called Moses, and he called him by name. Notice he said, Moses, Moses. And the Bible said that Moses turned aside to go closer to the one that was calling his name. God is calling you by your name. And so it is up to us, though, to hear the call of the Lord, even tonight, even in the middle of what you're going through, and move forward towards the Lord. And God has a purpose that He and, and, and a plan that He wants to speak into your life. So Moses said, I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I'm the God of your father. I'm the God uh, of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look. And then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into into their own fertile and spacious land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites now live. Look. The cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out, uh, my people Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh, and who am I to lead this people out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. 
and this is your sign that I am the one who sent you. When you have brought the people up out of Egypt to worship at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go, the people of Israel tell them the God uh, of your ancestors has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is his name? And then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. And again, this story is, is very prevalent. And we're going to go into the 14th uh, chapter. Many, many of you might know these verses. This story may be familiar to you, but it still applies to where you are today. You're called for such a time as this. God knows you by name and the enemy wants to stop and to stifle your progress in moving forward in your purpose that God has called you in. But God has called you again by name to do a mighty work for him in the earth. And the devil wants fear, doubt, and unbelief to stop you. And so the Lord said, I have surely seen, I have seen, I've seen, and I've heard, and I have come down. And he is going to deliver his people. And in just like moving forward to what we know Jesus did, Moses being a typology of Christ of the Old Testament, Jesus came, saw our helplessness, and came down. But one of the things that we often uh, forget about is that we, we get happy probably just like Moses did. When, when, when he heard God say, I'm going to come down and I'm going to deliver my people, Moses was probably jumping for joy and saying, praise God, I'm glad you're going to do that. But God said the same thing to Moses like he said to us as we would get happy saying the same thing. Moses, God told Moses, I'm sending you. And then Moses started to, again, look, looking inward at all the things he was not in his own mind or maybe even his own ability thought he wasn't able to do. But God says, I'm going with you and tell them that I am that I am is sending you. That I am that I am is all encompassing. Just like the Lord has given you his name and his authority to go forward and do what he's called you to do in the earth realm. So this, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob called Moses to go forward and deliver his people from the slavery of Egypt. And moving on to the 14th chapter, the Bible said that that uh, the the as, as uh, Moses had delivered the people uh, by many miracles and signs of wonders by the mighty hand of God, they had had their Passover meal, they had had their meal ready to eat, and they were delivered as the richest a nation on the face of the earth without borders. They plundered Egypt from all the riches that they had. And then they, they went out just as God had instructed them to do, to worship Him. And on their way out, they came up and their backs was up against the Red Sea. And the Bible said that as they were there, uh, uh, Pharaoh and his chariots and his army came bearing down upon the people of God. And the people of God began to cry out to Moses. And Moses said, don't worry, don't fear, for God will deliver us. And you got to know that God's name is faithful and true, that in the middle of every lie of the devil, that God will. He is your deliverer. He's already gone before you. And so the Bible said that the pillar of cloud stood between the people of God and, the, and their enemy. And God, the, at that time, the Bible said that Moses fell on his face and began to cry before the Lord, Lord, what are we going to do? And the Lord said, literally, literally, in the King James Version, the Lord said, stand up. Why are you crying to me? Stretch out the rod, which is the authority that God give, gave Moses. Stretch out that rod and move forward move forward and the, and obviously if you know that story the bible says that the red sea a, a mighty wind began to blow and the red sea parted and the children of israel walked across on dry ground 
And then the, the uh, Egyptian army tried to follow and they were destroyed. And the enemy that, that Israel had after that day, they no longer had uh, anymore. So don't worry. Stop crying. Move forward. And now, in the book of 1 Samuel, uh, beginning at the 17th verse, it's a very also, uh, it may be a, a familiar story to you. It's the story of David and Goliath. The Bible said that David, uh, being still a young boy, anointed to be the king of Israel, but his father sent him up to check on his brothers. And the Bible said that the armies were arrayed for war. That Philistines on one side and the armies of Israel on the other side of the valley. And that there was a giant whose name was Goliath from Gath. And he was over nine feet tall, very huge. But he was consistently, day after day, the Bible says, and literally through the study was taking ground every day, moving forward towards the people of God. I just want to say this, every day that we don't move forward and every day that we're not standing in the place that God has called us to stand in, the enemy has full reign to come in and take as much territory as he wants to take. The Bible says that the Lord searched, God searched for a man to stand in the gap and found none. And so he had to curse the land. So we must be present. And and so, but in this story, the Bible said that Goliath, uh, just like he had all those previous days when David uh, showed up, he, he heard all the, the uh, soldiers talking and, and he heard the threats of Goliath the enemy and watched his forward progression towards the, the armies of God. And David kept asking around, what's going on? Who's doing something about this? And I don't know how you were taught in Sunday school, but I was taught in Sunday school that by, uh, by uh, we used to have these little felt boards and we used to have, you know, little, little sheep with, with the shepherd and, they, and my Sunday school teachers used to, you know, put, put that on the, uh, on the felt board and, and teach the story of David and Goliath. But my Sunday school teacher taught me that David was afraid. But the Bible doesn't say David was afraid. Matter of fact, the Bible says that David ran towards. He moved forward. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, that is not under covenant, that is is trying to come up against the armies of the living God. Nobody wanted to move forward. But David, a, a righteous indignation came up inside of him, and he moved forward towards the enemy. Every time the enemy tried to come up against David, who is this dog that you would come against me with, with sticks and stones? And David said, it, David responded right back. You have to. You cannot let the enemy just continue to talk without interrupting him. Interrupt him. Every time the lie of the enemy tries to come in your ear and talk to you and tell you a lie, the Bible says casting down every thought and imagination that try to exalt itself up against the knowledge of God. you got to respond back to the enemy with the truth of God that you know for your life, that God has spoken over your life or in through the word of God. And so it, David did not let, matter of fact, he just, just interrupt uh, Goliath. He said, this day the Lord will give you unto me. I'm going to chop your heads off and the birds of the air are going to eat your carcass as food. And so David, the Bible says, ran towards Goliath and, and, and with that sling, uh, let that rock go and it took Goliath out and, uh, and, and won a great victory uh, for Israel that day. And the Bible said not just Goliath, not just his four brothers ran, but the entire army of, of the Philistines turned and ran and Israel won a great army uh, victory that day 
for the armies of Israel because one person was willing to move forward. I'm telling you today, it doesn't take very many people to someone, the Spirit of the Lord, to rise up into somebody to say, no more, enough is enough. I'm going to move forward and do what God has called me to do. You don't know how many 20s, 30s, 50s, hundreds of people that your life, by saying, I believe what thus says the Lord concerning my life, by you moving forward in what God has called you to do, you will inspire others to follow behind you and run after the enemies and great will be the enemies lost because of it in Jesus name. Um, also in second Samuel chapter five and beginning at verse 10, the Bible says that the Philistines also came out against uh, David at that time. And, and the, and, and the uh, David actually got a word from God early that the the Philistines were coming after him. And so the Bible says he went into the fortress and he began to pray. That's a good thing. That anytime that you that the uh, you feel like the enemy is coming after you, the first thing we should do is pray. David went into a secret place and he said, "Lord, will you give me this enemy?" Will I win this battle today? And the Lord says, go out. You will win a great victory today. And the Bible said that he went out and David won a great victory. And the valley was named Bel Perazim. That valley literally means that the Lord my God broke out against my enemy today because David chose to move forward and obeyed the voice of the Lord and God wrought him a great victory that day. In the same chapter, the Bible said that the Lord that came out, tried to come out against him again. And, the, and David went again and asked the Lord, will you, will you go for, before us today? And the Lord says, you will hear, you will hear like feet marching forward, feet marching forward on the top of the mulberry tree. You will hear and that'll be your sign to go. And the Bible says that the Lord went out ahead, went out before before David and and the enemy end up destroying himself and they won a big uh, victory that day because of the obedience of God and because they didn't fear, they moved forward. Now, I'm going to move to the book of John and and uh, and then I'm going to I want to wind this this uh, up tonight. John chapter 18 and beginning at verse one. John chapter 18 and beginning at verse 1. And this is, this is uh, talking about Jesus. And it says, After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas the betrayer knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priest and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Listen to this. Verse 4. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward. He stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? Jesus asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with him. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back, and they fell to the ground. Once more he asked them, who are you looking for? And again they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. He said, I told you I'm he. 
Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to his own, uh, to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. I want you to see through the example of the Lord tonight that there was something in the Lord. A lot of times we paint Christianity or we have a, we can have a tendency or people have painted Christianity as a weak religion. But there was nothing about Jesus that was weak. The strongest man to ever walk the face of the earth. And even in this, there were things that we just read out of the book of John. One of the things was is that Jesus already knew. He already knew what was going to happen uh, before they even came. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth and tell us things yet to come. That there, that we, uh, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we won't be caught off guard by certain things. And the Bible said that, the Bible said that Jesus knew that they were coming to get him. He had already told the disciples, "Get up, for my time has come." When they came to arrest him, they came with torches, clubs. Uh, they came in a big group, you know, uh, wanting to take Jesus by force. But I want you to see what Jesus did. Jesus didn't start shaking in his sandals. Jesus didn't get uh, uh, afraid and put his disciples in front of him. The Bible said he stepped forward. He stepped forward. The enemy wants to stop us. He wants to paralyze us with fear. But through the example of the Lord, the Bible says Jesus stepped forward. Anytime the enemy wants to come up against you, don't, don't. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. Don't take a step back. Don't shrink back in fear. A lot of the verses in the Bible, when, when, uh, when things happen in the Bible, you'll hear the Lord oftentimes, fear not, fear not, fear not. But by his own example, the Lord, the Bible says, stepped forward, stepped forward into when the, where, what the enemy was coming to try to do to him. He took the initiative back. He took the initiative back and it shocked the enemy. And, the, and Jesus said, who have you come to arrest? And they said, we have come to arrest Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. When he said, I am, just like with Moses, when he said, I am, the, 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 the crowd that came to arrest him, they fell backwards. And Jesus went up to him, them, and said, here I am, arrest me. You know. And so you can see who was in, in control at that moment. Jesus was in control. Jesus had to let them. He said, here, arrest me. You know, He went willingly with them. And so I just want you to see through the example of the Lord. Jesus stepped forward. Whatever lie the enemy is trying to tell you, whatever, what, whatever fear that he's trying to come with, however loud that he's trying to talk uh, to you to try to get you to shirk back in what God has called you to do, step forward in faith. Step forward with the power of God. Step forward with the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Step forward and speak right back to the enemy that's trying to get you to cower back in Jesus' mighty name. And so, um, in John chapter 18, beginning at verse 15, this is the story that where Peter, the Bible said, uh, was was uh, following Jesus after the arrest. Everybody had left Jesus. All the disciples had left Jesus. But the Bible says that Peter was standing um, by a fire. And there were those that were surrounding him, uh, uh, that fire. And Jesus was follow, uh, Peter was following Jesus from a distance, the Bible said. And, and the thing that I want to uh, 
I just want to uh, point out here is that there is something just like that fire that Moses had to turn aside to see, to turn aside to go. That was holy ground. Peter found himself. Peter found himself at the wrong place. He was walking from a distance. And I just want to say, you know, people are going to tell you the devil's going to lie to you. Just instead of moving forward in what God has called you to do, the enemy it will tell it does it's not that serious. You don't have to take this thing that serious. You can follow, you know, uh, God from a distance. But if you follow, just like with just like with uh, with Peter, if you follow Jesus from a distance, it won't be that that long until you fall away altogether. So G- Peter was around the wrong people, or at around, and he was around the wrong fire. And he did just exactly what Jesus said he was going to do. The Bible said that he denied Jesus and he went away and wept uh, bitterly. But in Mark chapter 16 and beginning at verse 1, I want to read this so that we don't miss it. Mark chapter 16 and beginning at verse 1, it said, Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus's body. Very early on Sunday morning, just as sun, at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way there, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in, in, in a white robe sitting on the right side. The, woman, the women were shocked, but the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. Hallelujah. He was risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now, listen to this. Now go tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you into Galilee and you will see him there just as he told you before he died now there's so many things that are important in that portion of story in Mark chapter 16 that I want to point out first of all there's a lot of things that happen that that into Peter personally where the enemy could have just been in his ear the whole time. I want you to think about this. The enemy, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He is always trying to get us into fear, into doubt, into unbelief, whispering in our ears, trying to get us to fade, fall back. Don't serve as hard. Don't be zealous. Don't be as on fire. Don't fully pursue the Lord Jesus Christ with everything that you have. Don't love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, and soul. So, so the enemy, whatever he can do to get us to shirt back, to, to stand still, to not be forward in progression, he's going to do that. But I want you to think about this. The enemy is always trying to tell you how you messed up, you didn't get it right, or how you could have done this better or done that better. But I want you to think about Peter. Peter denied the Lord. Peter denied Jesus Christ. Even though the Lord told him he was going to do it, Peter in his heart of hearts said, there's no way, Lord, I love you too much that I could ever do that to you. But just like Jesus said, he denied the Lord. And it, and it so gripped his heart, he went away and he wept bitterly. And if anything should have been able to disqualify Peter, it should have been that. But I want you to, to, to hear what I'm saying today. Is that that did not, God did not forget about Peter. In this that we read in Mark chapter 16, the Bible said, 
that that angel told the Marys that went into the tomb, go tell my disciples and Peter. Go tell my disciples and Peter. Hallelujah. I want you to I want you to hear this tonight. Someone might be watching or, or maybe watching later on in this live stream. The devil's lied to you. He's told you that whatever you've done is too much. He's told you that you haven't done enough. And he's told you that there's no way that, that God will ever use you. I want you to understand the reason why I read this from Mark chapter 16 is for us to realize this. There's nothing that you can do. God has not changed his mind concerning you. Just like he did not change his mind concerning Moses. We started in the book of Exodus. Where, and whether or not you realize it or not, Moses was born to be the deliverer of Israel. Of, of Israel the deliverer of his people. But he tried to do it in his own strength and he failed. And then he went off for 40 years in, on the backside of the desert. But God did not forget about Moses and he did not change his mind concerning Moses. It's just like anything. The Bible says we can't do anything on our own, but with God we can do everything. And God, concerning his calling towards you, the Bible says, I've not changed my mind. And so the Lord, through the angel of God, gave instructions to the, to the Marys that were at the tomb that came to anoint the Lord's body. Go tell my disciples and Peter, if you're watching and you know that God has a call on your life, you know that God has called you into ministry, you know God has called you to fund the ministry, fund the gospel, whatever God has called you to do, it is too important for you not to go forward in what God has called you to do. This whole thing, this whole thing that we're talking about tonight is for you. Don't shrink back. Don't get discouraged. Don't, don't, don't let the enemy lie to you and sit in, 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 uh, in, in, in shame or guilt. The Lord is calling you by name, just like he called Moses, Moses from the fire. Just like he told by the word of the angel to tell the Marys to go tell Peter by name. God is still calling you and still knows your name and He's calling you to move forward. There is nothing that you have done, nothing that you have done that disqualifies you for the call of God on your life. Move forward tonight in what God has called you to do. Keep moving. Don't stay stagnant. The Bible said just like even the, the, like with the prodigal son, how he, he spent up all his inheritance and one day he found himself in the middle of a pig pen. But he said to himself, the Bible said he came to himself and said to himself, if I get up from here and return to my father's house, even as a slave, I will be living better than I am. But the Bible says that one day he, when he was on his way back to, to his father's house, his father every day went out to receive him, looking from afar off, saw his son and ran to his son. If you make a move towards God today, your father, he will run and embrace you and restore you just like he did with Moses. Restore you just like he did with Peter. And he'll restore you today because his name, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It says, oh, how I've been struggling with the stepping out part. Sometimes my anxiety goes through the roof. Or something happens and I'm angry or overwhelmed. So I definitely needed to hear that. Praise God. 
there's not a mistake that, you know, that we're doing these. And these are why, you know, we want to be able to, to continue to, um, continue to have these kinds of, of conversations, whatever it is that, that, that you are struggling with. God wants you to know he sees you where you're at and God would not call us to do anything, anything. If it was impossible. Yes. On our own, it's impossible. Yes, on our own, we can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible to them that believe. And he is with you today. I want to read this out of Acts chapter 2. Watch this. Peter was around a a fire and could not even witness to two or three. uh, uh, Couldn't even even tell anybody about Jesus around this fire. Where the two servant girls said, I know you know him. I know you've been with him. No, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. Watch this though. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And that time, at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation. Living in Jerusalem, uh, when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered uh, to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were complete. And let me just stop right there. That is so important. The Bible says that everybody that was there, they came from all over the world and everybody heard in their own language the oracles of God. This is why it's so important that you be you. This is why it's so important that we don't try to be somebody else, but that you walk in the calling to which God has called you. Your personality is your personality. Your background is your background. Your culture is your culture. And God, by his strategic hand, has placed you into this time and this dispensation for for such a time as this. If you don't stand and be who God has called you to be, there is going to be somebody that cannot hear it the way that you were to say it to them so that they could walk forward in their calling. They need to hear it the way you say it, not the way I say it, the way you say it. And so whenever it is that the enemy can get us overwhelmed, whenever it is that the enemy can get us to pull back or shirt back in fear, doubt, and unbelief, then it causes the voice that God has given you to speak into this generation to not to be heard. Oh, and this world needs to hear your voice. They need to hear it the way you say it. You know, I, I could say it the way, but they won't receive it. But saying it the way you say it is going to unlock their heart to, for the Holy Spirit to come in and minister to him the way that God wants to. Paul said this, he said, I'll become all things to all men in order to save some. You've got to, we have to be able to be pliable in the hands of the Holy Ghost, to be used wherever it is that he sends us to go. Your voice is necessary. Move forward. Don't, don't listen to the lie of the enemy that's trying to tell you that you don't have nothing to say. You have something to say. And there's a people that will not hear it unless you say it. At this time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their uh, their own language being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, uh, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, uh, Cappadocia, Pontus in the pri- uh, province of Asia, uh, Phygia, Pamphylia, 
Egypt and the areas of Libya around Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things that God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying they're just drunk, that's all. That's where the enemy is trying to step in. The Bible says every time that the word, which whether or not you realize it right now or not, what's happening is, the, is I'm throwing the seed of God's word. And right now the enemy is trying to steal that word. He's trying to get us distracted. He's trying to move, uh, 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 try to, you know, do whatever to stop you even from listening to this broadcast tonight. He's trying to steal that word. The Bible says that the enemy or the bird, when that seed was thrown, tries to come because of the word, to snatch that word, that seed out, so that it doesn't plant and become what God wants it to be in your life. Same thing was going on here. When there was a mighty move of God, their hearts were open to receive, but then the enemy wants to come in and send somebody out, a naysayer, a doubt, to bring into doubt and unbelief. But watch. I want, I'm going to read this in the 14th verse. Acts chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says, Then Peter stepped forward. Did you hear that? Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other disciples and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Know what you see is predicted long ago by the prophet Joel in the last days. Hallelujah. God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servant, men and women alike, and they shall prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke the sun will become dark the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the lord arrives but everyone everyone who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved hallelujah but i want to point out again in the 14th verse look at this Peter, if anybody ever had a reason to be discouraged, if anybody had ever had a reason not to move forward and just disqualify themselves from the ministry or from doing anything for the kingdom of God, it should have been Peter. Peter denied the Lord outright. And he saw the Lord Jesus Christ get beaten. Matter of fact, I believe it's in the book of Luke. When Peter denied the Lord, just like he said, the Bible says Jesus looked and they caught eyes at one another. So Peter knew that the Lord knew. Peter knew that the Lord knew exactly what he said happened, happened. And so if there was anybody that should have been guilty, if there's anybody that should have been disqualified, if there's anybody that shouldn't have been able to be used for the kingdom of God, in, in, in human mindset, we, should, we would say Peter. But God didn't say that. God said, I'm still going to use you, Peter. I didn't change my mind concerning you. When I asked you, who do men say that I am? That you answered right away. You said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, you, and the Lord said to Peter, he said, Peter... Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father who, that, that is in heaven. And, and he said, and Peter, upon this rock, 
I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The same God who said you're going to deny me is the same God that had a call on Peter's life that said, Peter, you're going to be the one that I use to preach my gospel. You're going to be the one that I use to stand up on the birth of the church of the New Testament on the day of Pentecost and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that, and, and the same one that could not talk to a couple servant girls and another man around the fire just a few days prior, full of the power of God and forgiven fully by the Lord Jesus Christ, stepped forward and preached mightily through the unction of the Holy Spirit that day and over 3,000 men were saved. Hallelujah! Because he did not, he did not step back. He stepped forward. He didn't step back. He stepped forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see. How, let me, uh, which, which one here? We got a couple comments. How can I encourage young lost uh, souls and lost souls to find life in Jesus out here in the streets, bus and school? You know, that's, that's a good question, uh, uh, Jessica. Is, is that you're going to find a lot of people discouraged. You're going to find a lot of people without hope because they don't, they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't have the hope. Jesus is, is the hope of our salvation. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what, what we have to understand as believers, first of all, God has called us to be his witnesses. What has God done for you? To be a witness for something, you have to, you have, to have an experience in that thing. You had to be a part of that thing. You had to see it for yourself. And so this is why the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What has Jesus done for you personally? And so when you begin to share your own testimony with what, uh, with those people, share with them where you came from, what Jesus has done for you, and the hope that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you this, that word that you speak to them, this good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is power into itself. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm not ashamed of this thing. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation to all them that believe. This word is power in and of itself. And so when you begin to share the word of God with somebody and their heart is open to receive and they are genuinely uh, uh, wanting to know, what is your hope? Why is your outlook like it is when, when this world is like it is? Or they, they may not have any hope. When you begin to share this word with them, uh, Jessica, that word goes forth. And that word out of the book of Jeremiah says this, Is my word not like fire? Does it not go forth like a hammer breaking down every hard place? The word of God is power. When that word goes forth out of your mouth, because it has to go forth out of your mouth, not just live it. You got to say it. You got to speak it. When you speak it, because you're made in the image and likeness of God, He spoke and it became, you speak and it becomes. When you speak that word, it goes out like fire and it hits that heart and it begins to hit that heart out of Ezekiel 36, that heart of stone, and it begins to turn it into a heart of flesh. It just keeps breaking down that hard place. And then that seed gets in there and then it produces a, a, a good fruit and then fruit that remains. That then they their spirit becomes alive when they receive that good news, and then they receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, and uh, and then that hope will come alive in them as well. So that is a great question. It says, Pastor, uh, Pastor, you mentioned that the enemy tries to discourage us. How do I keep from being discouraged? Good question. The best way 
to keep from being discouraged is to try to stay in the presence of God as much as you possibly can. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand is pleasures forevermore. If you find yourself getting discouraged, and I'm not, you know, all of us get discouraged, you know, from time to time, things will happen or, or whatever. And it's not that discouragement won't come. It's not that sometimes we don't get hit hard by some things in life, but it's what we do in the middle of it that determines how long we stay there. You know, is, is that, you, you know, because what will happen is, is that when with that discouragement comes a justification, the enemy, when he sends that discouragement in, along with that comes the justification. He'll tell you you're discouraged. You ought to be depressed. And this is why. And then and then it's but it's what you do with that. It's just like when I was talking about David and Goliath, the, the Goliath had he was sending all kind of words towards the people of God. And, and every time they, those words came, they were causing discouragement. They were causing fear. They were causing doubt. They were causing unbelief. In the middle of that discouragement, somewhere, something in us has to rise up and say, no, I'm not going to receive this word. The Bible says, casting down every thought and imagination that tries to exalt itself up against the knowledge of God. I know that God doesn't want me to be discouraged. I know that even he's watching my demeanor. And through the example of Paul and Silas, the Bible says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. They were in the deepest part of the prison, shackled between two soldiers. But they could have been discouraged. They could have been depressed. Most of the New Testament that, that Paul wrote was from, a, was from a prison cell. And when he, and he, when he was talking about the joy of the Lord, when he was, when he was talking about uh, uh, being in the presence of God causing joy, it was from a jail cell. It was from a jail cell. When he was talking about the momentary light of flame, these are this from a jail. So, so, you know, being discouraged, we can get discouraged, but it's our response that is what matters. Paul and Silas begin to praise the Lord. They begin to pray and sing praises and thank God. And the Bible says, and the prisoners heard them. And then everything that was trying to hold them down, to shackle them down, fell down. Praise and worship in the middle of what you don't understand and in the middle of your discouragement breaks off all of that that's trying to hold you down. So I encourage you to, in the middle of when discouragement comes, is just to fight off the natural uh, uh, tendency to allow yourself to go continually down in that direction, but reverse it with praise. Reverse it with praise. Lift your hands up even in the middle of what you don't understand and begin to thank God. The Bible says, uh, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6. But in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that passes understanding will begin to guard your heart and mind. It's our response to, to, to what the enemy is trying to bring in or what sometimes life will want to bring into us that... that, that um, that determines how long we'll stay in that discouraged uh, um, um, space. And so the Lord will come in. You'll feel, you won't even, the situation might not even change, but you'll feel changed. You'll feel touched by God and you'll get up not even knowing how it's going to work out, but knowing that it is going to work out because God says, I'm working all things together. Romans 8, 28, for them that love, to them that love the Lord, I'm working all things together for the good, not evil, for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. Any more uh, questions? Of? Praise the Lord. And so I just want to, again, encourage you, wherever you're at today, wherever you're going, I pray this blessed you somehow. Uh, uh, and we're, uh, that just to be encouraged to keep moving forward. Don't, allow discouragement
fear, doubt, unbelief, whatever lie the devil's trying to tell you to stop you from moving forward in what God has called you to do. He has a plan for your life, Jeremiah 29, 11. For good and not destruction, to give you a future and a hope. And it's that future and hope that keeps you moving forward. You know, just like that Psalm, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. But it says going through. It doesn't say you're staying there. So right now, if you're in the middle of a hard place, keep going. Don't settle for where, you know, the enemy wants you to hang out and camp out. Keep moving forward in what God has called you to do because the devil's worried that his gates are about to be overthrown by the footsteps of, uh, of the righteous, which you are, that God has called uh, to keep moving forward into a good land. And so uh, I just encourage you to keep uh, moving forward. Keep the understanding that no matter what you've done, if you've messed, keep moving forward. And don't get discouraged by anything. Uh, uh, it didn't work uh, last time you tried. Keep moving forward and trust God. He, he has great things for you. He's going to bring you to the land of milk and honey, land of plenty. Uh, um, and you can trust him. His name is faithful and true. And so, again, I uh, pray we didn't keep you too long on this initial broadcast, but we love you so much. And again, uh, one of the things that we want to do moving forward is, is that if there's a subject that you would want to talk about, if there is a religious question or non-religious question that you would have, if you would ask, uh, we will address those even after the broadcast goes off. If you want to type in, if something pops in your mind later on, we're looking at all, everything, and, uh, and we will uh, address any, sub, any subject that, that uh, is on your heart. We will address that. And that's one of the things uh, we're so glad we're able to do this broadcast because, like I said, you know, with regular church services on Sundays or Wednesdays, a lot of these questions that you may not have or may be willing to ask in person behind a computer you would like to ask and uh, feel free to do so. And that's why we're here for you uh, so that we can answer uh, the questions through a biblical lens uh, with the help of the Holy Ghost so that you can keep moving forward in what God has called you to do. You're an overcomer. You're more than able. Amen. I love you too. Yes. We're going to, right now, we're, we're planning on doing these as often as possible. Um, we're able to do these every Tuesday for now. Is that what we're doing? So right now, every Tuesday, at this same time, we're going uh, to be here live. And as we move forward, I'm gonna, my, my, eventually our goal is I want to be uh, on every day. And I want to be able to uh, touch base with you every day. And encourage you uh, the best that I can with the help of the Holy Spirit every day. We're, we're a voice of encouragement for you. You know, we want to be able to speak into your life. you you got too many great things to do. Uh, and we want to be a part of that. If you'll allow us into your day and you'll give us uh, that portion uh, of, of your time, we would be so thankful. And uh, so, like I said, we're, we're uh, planning to be uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, Pacific time, praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to uh, continue to do this. But like I said, our ultimate goal is to be with you every day, uh, to be with you every day. And we're not just going to, you know, we're going to do a whole bunch of uh, different kind of things like this and, and other things, you know, we got planned ahead as the Lord uh, graces us and gives us the ability. I'm so excited just to be able to, uh, to, to touch base with all of you. Thank God for your time tonight. We love you. 
and uh, your life is limitless. And we thank God for everything that he has for you to do. And, um, and so I'd like to just close in prayer. I love you too, sissy. So good to see you uh, on there. And thank you so much, uh, you guys, for watching. And um, just please, and again, uh, subscribe if you're able to. Like and share. And uh, we, we want to try to reach as many people as we can uh, with, uh, with this message. And to also be there for other people as well. Um, even people that are unchurched or maybe even hurt by church that may not, that have said maybe that they wouldn't even want to come back to church. We sure would love to be your e-church or maybe one step closer uh, uh, for you if you'll allow us to be that. And so we love you so much. Um, love you too, Jenny. Love you, Jesse. God bless you guys. You're so awesome. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to, if there's, if there's, no more questions. We, uh, if there's no more questions, we're going to close out in prayer. Again, we thank you. We're so honored that you would be with us uh, tonight. Father, we thank you for this time together. God, I thank you for your people. Blessed and highly favored of God. I thank you that they're moving forward. God, you said that you go before us to make the crooked path straight. And as you went before, Bel Perazim, the one that, that uh, God, you unleashed upon their enemy. The same God that did that for David is the same God that's going before each and every one that is watching this broadcast even tonight. Go before us, God. Knock down every wall and lie of the devil. Every barrier. God, let your word go forth and, and bring it down. Lord, you said that you... you Went, you went and tore down every wall of division. So, Father, I thank you that you're moving even now on their behalf. We just come against every lie of the devil. We're going to move forward in Jesus' name and everything that God has called us to do. And, God, we thank you for the empowerment. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts and encouraging us like Peter. Because of what he saw you do, he did. Jesus, you stepped forward and met the adversary. Peter stepped forward and against every lie of the devil. And so are every one of us going to move forward in what God has called us to do. So we bless and praise you tonight, God. We give you all the glory and the honor for what you are, have done and what you are going to do. And we, and we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. We love you so much. And we pray that you were blessed. And uh, comment, subscribe, and share. God bless you. Good night.